Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Hey, Smarticle people. Thank you for tuning in on this New Year's Day. We decided to do a best of. Could have actually given you a brand new show, but we figured you'd all be hungover, at the very least tired. So we thought we would do a best of, and we kind of looked through the vault and the annals. We're closing in on over 500 shows, and we wanted to take a look at some shows that we've done and sort of see, you know, what was it like way back then and what's it like now. So we chose one on Gen Zoom. What's really interesting about this is that Larry actually predicted exactly what was going to happen in the labor force because this article was basically about the fact that Gen Zoomers didn't really want to work. And what it proved out is they, they did want to work. They just wanted to actually get paid to work. So, and that's happened. We've seen a lot more increase in salaries. This episode was recorded right in the heart of COVID. So it's kind of interesting to see how things have progressed since then. We hope that you enjoy kind of going back and reflecting on COVID, what the work was like, Gen Z, the whole thing. It's it's really interesting. I think it's always worth kind of looking backwards and taking a look and see where we've come from to learn where we're going, sort of. So anyway, hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow. So worry not, we are still with you. Thanks for listening. If you're paying attention, Brandon, over the past couple of years, young millennials and members of Gen Z have created an abundance of memes and commentary about their generational disillusionment with work. I love this quote from a TikTok user. I simply want to live my life slowly and lay down in a bed of moss with my lover and enjoy the rest of my existence reading books, creating art, and loving myself and the people in my life. I think that sounds great, although I got three kids I got to go to work. For millennials and some members of Gen Z, They've witnessed two recessions back-to-back, and this is a very different labor market experience than what their parents and grandparents encountered. Many Zoomers entered the workforce during the pandemic, as you know, amid years of stagnant wages and rising inflation. Said one Zoomer, my dad got a job straight out of high school, saved up, and bought a house in his 20s. That is never going to happen to me. What sets Zoomers apart, they say, is that their determination to be fulfilled and defined by other aspects of their life, and they want their bosses to be on that train with them. Now, I, I, I feel like I gave a pretty good picture of what this young generation is going through. I know you're the king of hard work. Your dad taught you to work hard every single day of your life. Do you at all recognize what these young members of the workforce are going through? How do even start unpacking this one. Yes. The, the short answer is yes. I do oh. appreciate what they're saying around work. Having spent my whole life working, I got my first paying job when I was about 13, washing trucks, jet trucking in Cloverdale, California. It was mind-numbingly painful work, but I worked even before that on the ranch and doing stuff. So hard work has always been a part of my life, but I haven't really ever enjoyed hard work. I do it because that's what you do. Now, I really envy this generation of (laughs) moss-dwelling folks that can just lay down with their lovers and just fruit away the days. Now, one of the parts of this is they said something like 80% of the Gen Zers, or the Zoomers as you call them, live at home with their parents or are still basically funded by their parents. So it's easy to say when you are funded by your parents and you don't have any responsibilities, and you don't have to make rent and all those things. I wonder about those Gen Zers 
that don't have that safety net, what they're feeling about all this is. That's my first thought on it. Well, well quickly, you know, I, as you say that, I immediately thought like there was ne- there's never been a time in my life that I just felt I could lay down in the moss. Like my parents do. I got a job at TJ Maxx when I was like 15. I've worked my entire life. When I'm not working, I'm kind of freaking out that I'm not working. So it, it's impressive that people can just lay down on the moss and not worry about work. <laughs> well, because they don't have to do it. They, they don't have that, that thing that says you need to work or you won't eat this month. I mean, <laughs> part of it is if you were, I mean, this is a first world uh, problem of the greatest yeah. first order, right? <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're in Guatemala and you are a 14 yeah. year old, you're working, man, because your family's not eating if you don't work. But I do truly feel for this generation. I think they've touched on some things. Uh, I came out of college right during a big recession. It really affected my entire professional life. I didn't get the choices that I wish I would have that some of my friends did who had sort of parental units that kind of guided them. I really relate with this idea of that Zoomer you're talking about the, that you quoted. She's from Asheville, and she basically makes minimum wage as a, as a receptionist. How do you live on that? Basically, how do you, how do you live on minimum wage? Now, what I really relate with and where I could just hear my finance friends out there going, oh, rah, rah, rah. it's always really rich people who have already made it to say, but you know, if we don't have, if we don't reward the capitalist for risking their wealth and time and ever, we won't create those jobs. The problem is, as I see it, is they're, they're no longer really creating jobs. They'll lay you off in a heartbeat. I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've sat through meetings where they're like, Team, family, team, synergy, we're all in this together, love the team. And then they're out. Like a month later, they lay people off. It's like, well, how about F you? Because if you really felt like that, you would find a way to keep, because they could. That would just mean less profit for their shareholders, less profit for their C-suite people. Yep. And they don't want to do that. So on that level, I do feel like something has to change. On the flip side of that, I also know that market forces do create good things, right? If people don't feel the need to work, they won't work. Like this Gen Zer. And it's kind of, as we can see, like anywhere you go, where was I? Um, oh, I was in Las Vegas. Thank you. And I was, it was like six o'clock and we were at this great pool that we paid for the resort fees and everything. And they were kicking us out of the pool at six o'clock at night. It was like light and perfect. And I was like, how in the world? They don't have any workers. They don't have any workers. They don't have lifeguards. They don't have people. They got like you, everywhere you go, you're affected by the workforce. There's nobody that's willing to work. And so what I think is going to happen, what should happen, is that workers will get paid more to come back into the marketplace. Yeah, the market forces will bear out. You know, I remember you love the Damon D stories. Oh. But Damon D was truly yes. the hardest worker of any guy I've ever known in my life. Anyone that knew you would say Damon D was like obsessively hardworking. He worked at this place, this local college hub slash restaurant. And I remember that one of the guys that worked there was a fraternity brother of ours. He's like, Damon would go around and like clean off all the like salt and pepper shakers. He didn't have to. He just did it because if he wasn't doing something, he was working doing something else. He was always putting in more than he needed to in the jobs that he had. And I think that that's part of what is missing here. It's both and. Companies need to pay their workers more. And they need to value their workers more. And on the flip side, in return for that, workers need to actually put in more time. I went, we went out to dinner in Hilton Head Island and it was all like, it was a restaurant and it was all name like drop. high school kids. You could tell, right? Name it's drop. Name drop. It's a place. So yeah. we went out into this, like whatever local touristy restauranteria and, and it was all high school kids and it, they, they were just sitting around on their phones and it, yep. just clearly not an ethic amongst a whole bunch of them. 
But I will say that that's probably all they could find to work at that restaurant. You know, that's so funny because um, kids have phones. Like whenever there's a brief second anywhere, like it could be anything in the middle of a soccer practice, or, but work, when they're bored, they just go to their phone as opposed to your brother who was bored and started cleaning the salt and pepper shakers. Like it, it's work ethic these days for young people. Like have we, you, you basically grew a generation of youngsters as a teacher, except when you're selling encyclopedias. <laughs> Did we teach them wrong on how to work? No, I, I think that the, the danger here is becoming that, whoa, in my day, I walked uphill five yeah. miles. You know, I mean, certainly the times were different. There was no internet. There was no social media. You worked because you wanted to buy a new pair of shoes, or in my case, you wanted to buy a high school yearbook because your parents didn't give you any money. I mean, if I didn't work, I had no money. I didn't get an allowance. I didn't get anything. I had to work to earn everything. Now, I'm not saying I don't want my daughter to have to experience the same thing. I want her to not have that kind of stress on her. But I can tell you this right now. My daughter will get a job yeah. when she's legally able to get a job just so that she understands structure, being yep. somewhere on time, paying attention, being respectful of the boss, all things. Even if it's a crappy job at Dairy Queen, you should have it. And I think that's the difference a little bit. I think we underestimate the work ethic of this generation. I think this generation is far better than we give it credit for. I think that what's happened is you know, part of this article also said about, like, unions have disappeared. When I was a kid, unions were everywhere. Yeah. Everyone was in a union. They made a livable wage. You know, they had a job for 40 years. They bought a house. All this is, there are no more unions. You know why? Because corporations have crushed them. They're, like, all in the thing saying, well, unions were holding us back. So let me ask you a serious question. I would ask anyone this that's in the working force, not C-suite people, not finance people, but normal, average, everyday people, is the work life better now? than it was 30 years ago. Hmm. Is it a better place to be now? Are you able to make more money now? Uh, you know, there are no more unions. Are you able? Are you getting better benefits? And I would argue absolutely not. They have taken advantage of this thing of saying, but we're going to make everyone's life better because we're going to get rid of these unions. I'm not a union guy. I was never a union guy. Never been in a union. But I do think that there's a danger in saying that protecting workers is a bad thing and we'll make more money as a whole if we just don't do it. Well, it'll be interesting to watch what happens on happens with Amazon and Starbucks and some of these places where these workers are saying, we got you by the huevos. You got to start paying us all more. Although I will say I am in a union and most of the lazy pieces of crap are getting raises that they don't deserve. And I'm not getting most. Anyway, we can go on that down that rabbit hole another time. No, and that's the problem with unions, right? No, but that's yeah. that's the point. That has been the argument all along. So finding a way... I think this is going to be the, the long and the short of it with this generation is I hope that they are the ones that lead us into a new paradigm of work of saying that, you know what you should be. I work in a job that is just kind of mind numbingly boring at this point. Oh, but what we do is important work the, the helping people. Uh, I work primarily with nonprofits and some of the work I do can be day to day, not that interesting, but if we could find a way to sort of work together for the betterment of all, I think it makes a difference. Okay, Brandon, I have to go. I have to lay down in a bed of moss with my lover. I don't have any time more, more time to talk. Brandon, thank you for teaching me.